0: Let's give God a great big hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God is going to do great things through Prime. And we're looking forward We're looking forward to those great things developing. We're going to look into the word of the Lord this morning. If you want to stand for the reading of God's word, you're certainly more than welcome to. We're reading from 1 Peter chapter 5. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to read to you a few verses of scripture. 1 Peter chapter 5. And beginning with verse 1, how many glad to be in church this morning? My Lord, have mercy. I mean, we were just going to have to ski, snow ski here if, if need be. I'm going to start raising money for snowmobiles for everybody. Amen. It's just good to be in the house of the Lord. I don't know what to do with my Sunday mornings when we aren't together worshiping God, sharing His Word. And so. We're thankful that that the weather has permitted for us to be in the presence of the Lord together. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1. The elders which are among you I exhort, who also am an elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of life, a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, And giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God. That he may exalt you in due time. And here's where I really want us to focus. Casting all your care upon him. For he careth for you. Casting all your care upon him. For he careth for you. And and that's what I want to preach to you this morning. Just simply, he cares for you. He cares for you. Hallelujah. Could we lift up our voices, our minds, our hearts, even our hands under the Lord right now to receive his word. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you will come into this place, Lord, through your word and speak to our hearts. Help us, I pray in the name of Jesus, to receive what you have for us. God, I pray that you'll let it settle in our soul. Let it be a part of our life. Let it consume us until we are changed into your image, made, made, made into the image of God. We give you praise, O Lord, and worship your holy name. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, "Amen." amen. And amen. You may be seated this morning in the name of the Lord. God bless you. There are certain words that are a part of our modern vernacular that receive perhaps a, a certain amount of appreciation that, that they aren't always uh, worthy of, if you please. They, they come to mean a certain thing as we use them, and we, we define them perhaps differently from their original uh, purpose. And, uh, and, and really, you look to the word of the Lord to find out what a thing is, what a, what a concept means. But one of those words, and we, we came across it in First Peter 5, is the word pride. And, and if, you've, if you know me very well, you know I, I, don't, I don't really like that word pride. It's, uh, it's not a good word. We use it as if it's good. We talk about how proud we are of how good we did. We talk about taking pride in a certain thing, here or there. But the Bible says nothing good about pride at all. What we're describing is a good thing, but we don't use the right word for it. We we should probably use a word like confidence or honor. When when you say, you make me so proud, what, what you're really saying is, you've honored me and you bring me such joy. These are all great Bible words. Pride, not so much, and you actually see it in the passage of scripture that we read. God resisteth the proud; he resists the proud, and and you know. Then we say, "Oh well, then what I have is a godly pride." Man, I've looked all through my Bible. I'm just, I'm just having a hard time finding godly pride, and and but. But I know what you mean. I think God knows what we mean when we say that. But nonetheless, it's an example of how a word comes to mean something over time that it wasn't really originally intended to mean. This is true also of the word care. The word care is a word that we have come to embrace as being synonymous with love. We say things like, take care and what we mean is, I want everything to be all right with you. You say it when you leave somebody's presence. You say, all right, you take good care. And you're trying to tell them, listen, I don't want to be getting a call that you got in some accident or that something's going wrong with you. So you just be good, okay? Be all right. Everything be good in your life. Take care. Or we might say to our children, be careful. And what we mean is be cautious, be observant. Look out for what may come that is not expected. And uh, so so be careful. Uh, or we might even say when somebody says, why are you always worrying about me? Our explanation is, well, I care for you. I care about you. And what we mean is I love you. And I want you to be all right. And I want things to be well. But the word care in the Bible doesn't have as strong a positive connotation as The way that we use it. In fact, this passage of scripture is admonishing us to take the care that we have and cast it. Cast it upon the Lord. Now this word care, especially in this verse of scripture and throughout the scriptures, this word care means distraction. That's what cares are. Cares are distractions. Distractions. So he is telling us to cast our distractions upon the Lord, for he careth for you. Now, when the Bible talks about he cares, God cares, it means that he takes care. So so when God says, I'll take care of you, he's literally saying, I'll take your distractions off of you. Oh, hallelujah. See, there's there's this parable in the scriptures that Jesus shares where he is describing a sower that goes forth to sow seed. Later, he would explain to his disciples that the seed that the sower had to sow onto the ground is, is a reflection and a representation of the word of God. So the seed is the word of God, and the sower goes forth to sow seed like a preacher or a sharer of the gospel would go forth to sow the word of God. And he said that the seed was cast indiscriminately, every which direction. And some of the seed fell on, on the wayside and, and on, a, on a rock. And in fact, it was there and it didn't have any place to go. So the birds of the air came and ate the seed. And, and some of it fell on shallow ground. There was no depth of earth, so it fell on shallow ground. And the seed didn't have anywhere to go underneath it because there was, there was soil, but it, was, but it wasn't much. And so it, it, it didn't last long. Then it said that some seed fell on good ground. And that's what you want. You want the Word of God to fall on good ground. That's why we tell people to break up the fallow ground. We tell people to pray before you come into church and, and to seek the face of God and cleanse your heart and your mind. Not so you can be perfect when you walk in because none of us will accomplish that. But what we're saying is get your heart ready because what you're getting ready to receive is powerful. It's poignant. It's, it's good. And, and if you can prepare your heart, that seed can get inside of you and find good ground. Don't let it fall on shallow ground. Don't let it fall on something that's off by the wayside, off the beaten path. But, 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 but let it fall on good ground where the nutrients have been disturbed and prepared to feed what the Lord puts into your soul. Then he said that some seed fell on thorny ground. Thorny ground. And this thorny ground was, was there and, and the seed, it began to spring up as a plant and it looked good for a while. Until the thorns began to grow up with it. Wrapped themselves around what had sprung up from the earth. And ultimately the thorns choked what the seed had produced. It actually came up for a good little while. It was starting to look like something really positive was going to happen. And as a matter of fact it almost looked like the seed had fallen on good ground. But it had actually fallen on thorny ground. When the disciples had come to Jesus and said, okay, we don't get your analogy. We need you to break this down. Because I I don't think you were trying to give us simply an agricultural lesson. So can you tell us, is there anything spiritual we ought to derive from what you have shared? And Jesus said, absolutely. Here is the, 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 the opening of the mystery. The seed of the sower, as we just stated, is the word of God. And and then he began to describe what the other elements of the ground were. When he got to the thorny ground, he said, The thorns that are a part of the thorny ground are the cares of this life. The cares. The cares. And again, it's it's, it's a word that that has and carries such positive connotation in our world and in our society. We think highly of cares. But Jesus said, cares. Cares can actually wrap themselves around what God is trying to do in your life and choke out what the Word of God would seek to perform in your spirit. So today I'm doing like the sower did. I've come forth this morning to sow seed. I have a word from the Lord. God has given me something that I wanted to preach last Sunday. And God must have thought, no, you're not ready yet. So I'm going to send a blizzard and we're going to let this sit and marinate for a little while. Because I want somebody to get it. I want somebody to receive it. And I know even as I preach the word of the Lord today that I'm competing with cares of your world. There are cares, there are things even now that you are distracted by and worried about. Things that are pressing on your mind. They're at the forefront of your mind. They're in the background of your mind. They're top of mind. They're all over the place. And you're sitting in this place today concerned and perhaps worried and maybe doubtful of how the outcome will be. But but I want you to, if you can, hear the word of the Lord this morning to know that God wants to put a seed inside of you. A seed that will grow up to be a powerful planting of the Lord. A seed that will come forth as a tree of life in your life. That bears much fruit. Fruit like love and joy and peace. Don't you want those things in your life? Don't, don't you want those things in your marriage? Don't you want those things in your family? Love and joy and peace and the goodness of God. That's what the seed is attempting to accomplish in a person's life. That the distractions of this world and the cares of this world and the cares of this life seek to choke out what God would do. Some of you have certain things that are outside of your control and you know they're outside of your control. You understand. There's nothing that you can do to make this thing better and it is distracting you. There are certain certain things happening in your body right now. And you don't know altogether what it is. You just know that you can't control it. And you're waiting to receive news from physicians and experts. And you've got pending tests and appointments. And and you've already received some information that may or may not have been to your liking. But, but, But it's a care. And it weighs on you. And there's not one thing you can do about it while you sit here in this service or while you lay in your bed at night. But your mind will race and your thoughts will go all over the place. And you've already painted worst case scenarios. Things that could happen. Things that could develop. Layoffs that could develop in your life. And if you did face a financial crisis and and what if this happens? And then your mind won't even just deal with the future. It'll go back to the past. And you'll think about stuff that that happened that you wish didn't happen that you could go back and change. Well, I've got some some I've got some, you know, information for you. You're not going to be able to go back and change that. that. That to let that sit in your mind and fester as a care or as a distraction is going to do nothing but cause you more pain in your spirit. And and I hear the word of the Lord telling us, "Give it to me. Cast your care on the Lord." The apostle Paul was very clear in his speaking of cares. He told this is what he told us. He said be careful, which means be full of care, be full of care for nothing. Nothing. I know some folks think they're a little care bear walking around. And they care about this and they care about that and they care about them and they care. God didn't tell you to care for your neighbor. He said love your neighbor. There's a difference between loving and caring. God's not asking you to be distracted. He wants you to be singularly focused. And when you're singularly focused, you're not going to have a lot of cares, but you are going to be full of love. And we're going we're to talk about that. He said, don't be full of care for anything. He said, but with everything, make supplication with thanksgiving to the Lord. In other words, take it to god in prayer if you're worried about it pray about it if it's if it's if it's festering in your mind pray about it if it's causing you to doubt Pray about it. If it's causing you to fret and to fear, pray about it. Hallelujah. Come on, we've come into a generation and an age where we want quick solutions and resolutions to all of our problems. We don't want to cook stuff. We want to microwave it. We don't want to... We, we even got our shampoo and conditioner in one. Everything we everything we have is quick. I mean, it used to be this used to be a modern marvel. Now, if it buffers for three seconds, we got an issue. Verizon needs to get their act together. I've been waiting ten seconds for this thing to load. We want everything quick, and if it's not quick, it becomes a care. It becomes a worry. Well, this—this certain things you're going through. They're not going to develop quickly because God is developing character inside of you. He's not looking to find a solution the way you want the solution to develop. He's got one singular focus. He's saving you. He's saving you. He's... I need to remind you why he came to this earth. The son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He didn't come to make us feel good about ourselves. He didn't come to build up our self-esteem. He didn't come to try to get us out of every little jam we get into. He said, I'm coming to save you. I'm coming to bring you out of darkness. I'm coming to deliver you into the kingdom of God. That's why I'm here. Oh, hallelujah. And he does not get distracted from that focus. That's his focus. That's his job. That's his, that's his role. That's what he came to do. That's why this whole world was created. Was so we could be saved. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And so, so Paul said, don't be careful for anything. Don't be full of care for anything. As a matter of fact, the scripture describes a day in which Jesus had gone to Martha and Mary's house and Mary came to his feet sat at his feet and while she was sitting at his feet she was worshiping him and listening to his words and Martha was busy trying to get everything prepared and 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 then she just got she just got like perturbed at Mary because Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus and there's a lot to be done I know worship is cool and all but come on I know being in the presence of Jesus is a great thing but come on We've got work to do. And she just finally said, hey, Jesus, hello. Could you let Mary know that I have work to do and I need her help? She's sitting here at your feet worshiping you and and pouring praise upon you. And she's sitting in your presence. And Jesus looked at Martha and said, Martha, you are careful. That's what he said. He said, you are full of care and you are troubled about many things. But Mary has chosen that good part. That shall not be taken away from her. There's a good thing. There's, there's oh hallelujah. Listen, listen. And you don't need to worry about everything else that, that there is to worry about. If you want some stuff to worry about, we can give you some stuff to worry about. Just get on Twitter. Twitter will give you a bunch of stuff to worry about. Facebook will show you lots of things you should worry about. You can Google whatever you want and you can mount the worry upon worry and compound the worry upon worry. But God is pulling you into a singularity of focus to say, I want you just to focus on the one thing that is needful that's what Jesus said he said one thing is needful and Mary hath chosen that good part that shall not be taken away I can hear David say the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid when my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh that's something to worry about man How many worried about that before you left the house? Well, my enemies and my foes might come upon me and eat up my flesh. Man, I'd keep you up at night, dear God. When my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Now that actually happened. David David was telling us, that happened. I had enemies and I had foes and they were encroaching upon me and they were going to destroy me, but something took place. I don't know how to explain it, but just in the nick of time, they stumbled and they fell all over themselves. And he said, Now because I have that experience, now I'm able to say, Though war should rise against me, my heart will not fear. And though an host should encamp against me, in this will I be confident. One thing, not lots of things, but one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that one thing is the only thing I'm going to seek after that I may behold the beauty of the Lord all the days of my life and inquire in His temple. Paul said it this way. He said, I count not myself as to have apprehended, but this one thing. Brother Tenney said it like this. He said, Paul said, this one thing I do, not these 40 things I dabble in. This one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind me hallelujah, reaching forth under those things which are before, I press toward the mark there's only one mark, the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus see there's not multiple benchmarks, there's not all of these different marks you need to reach you don't have to find yourself successful in this mark, that mark, that mark and this mark, there's only one mark you need to look for, the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. You're saying, "Pastor, are you seriously trying to tell me that I don't need to be concerned about important things in life? Like job, career, like 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 my retirement?" Are you seriously telling me that I don't need to be concerned about my family and about, and about these things of life? I mean, we really do have cares of this life. No, I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you, you need to focus on one thing, and by focusing on the right one thing, everything else will be taken care of. Help me, Holy Ghost to say it the way it needs to be said you're focusing on this and this and this and this and this and you're leaving the one thing that is needful undone you're working on this trying to make this right make that right, appease them, make them happy and the one thing that is needful isn't receiving your singular focus, I'm trying to tell you that if you're focused on the one thing that is needful, God will do the caring for you That's his promise. He said cast your care on me and I will care for you. That's what he said. He said you, you, just, you just do that and I'll do this, 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 this. I'll take care of that, 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 that. Oh, you don't believe me? Let's go to the word. Consider the lilies. How they toil not. Neither do they spin. Yet Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed as beautifully as one of these lilies who did not toil, who did not spin, who didn't even try. If God then so clothe the grass of the field, which is today in the field, and tomorrow cast into the oven, how much more will he take care of you? Listen to this. Take no thought, therefore, for the morrow what you shall eat what you shall drink what raiment you shall put on well don't I need food don't I need drink don't I need clothes of course that's what the Bible says he goes on to say for the father knows that you have need of these things but you need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things All of it, all of it, the job, the promotion, the raise, the family crisis, the financial worry, the health trouble, all these things. It's going to be taken care of. Uh, You know why you don't like that? You don't like it because you want to be able to say you did it. why I don't like the word pride because we like to do it and then say I take great pride in my work but God resists the proud he gives grace to the humble Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. You want to know why you're not climbing higher than you want to climb? Because you're trying to exalt yourself. And not letting him exalt you. But if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt you in due time. That doesn't mean February or March. Maybe. Maybe it does. It may be March of 2029. Who knows? But he knows. Due time. Be not weary in well doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. That he may exalt you in due time. Here it is. Casting all your care. Casting all your care. That's not, listen. That's not a, that's not just a hand over to him some things that he can figure it out. He said cast all of it. Cast it. Every bit of it. All of it. We come to God and pull out something in our pocket and say, "Okay, I don't know what to do with this. You take care of that. I got all this. I got all this." You take care of that. God God's not able to work with that spirit. God works with the surrendered soul. God works with the humble heart. It's the contrite heart and the broken spirit that God does not despise. That's who he works with. That's who's in the high and the lofty place with God. He that is of a contrite heart and a broken spirit. And so God says, you bring me everything. Cast all your cares upon me. You. That means you got to wind up and throw it. You, you got all kind of, you got little breadcrumbs leading your way back to all your cares and distractions. You got all kind of ties back to it just in case God doesn't know what he's doing and maybe, maybe God doesn't have it all figured out and you got ways of, of catching it and getting it back into your life. God said, detach from it. Sever from it. Cast all of it to me. Throw it on my shoulders. I can hear Jesus say, take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, there's no such thing as an easy yoke. So what in the world is Jesus talking about? He said, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's no such thing as an easy yoke. The whole concept of a yoke has to do with muscle. You put two ox in the same yoke. You don't put an ox and a donkey in the same yoke. Because the ox will pull with everything he's got. And the donkey won't, won't pull at all. He'll dig his heels in. And he'll be a, he'll be a hindrance to the movement of the yoke but Jesus said if you come into my yoke it's easy what do you mean it's easy because I thought I was supposed to be as strong as you are if we're going to be in the same yoke you don't want to be unequally yoked so, so I've got to apparently have all power in heaven and in earth also if I'm going to be in the same yoke with God no 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 what he's trying to tell you is when you get in my yoke I'll pull when you can't pull I'll run when you can't run walk when you can't Well, My goodness, the Bible says even the Spirit will make intercession for us. He'll pray when you can't pray. Yeah. Uh, cast all your care upon Him for He cares for you. I just went through it not long ago, I went through a situation that I was having, I was really trying to, really struggling to, to offload it. I was trying to offload it And you know, it's real, it's much easier to preach what I'm preaching than it is to to, to practice what I'm preaching. I'm real good right now. You keep me in the, you keep me right here. I know exactly what needs to be done and how to do it. But when these feet hit the sidewalk, oh Jesus... Have mercy, you know I have no friend like you. And I was I was struggling. It was keeping me up at night. I was I was I was I was not able to sleep, and I was waking up two hours after falling asleep, and worrying, and being concerned, and caring. and And my wife was trying to tell me, "You just need to give it to God." And I'm like, "I am." He just keeps, he's waking me up at 2 in the morning. He didn't wake me up at 2 in the morning. My, my own worrying woke me up at 2 in the morning. But, but, I'm, but I'm, I'm struggling to do this. And finally, it was in a moment where it just kind of reached a peak. And, and I felt the God of my salvation come down to me and say, I'm going to take this off of you. That's what he did. I, I, he, he said, I'm going to release you from this worry. And you don't have to worry about it ever again. I'm taking it off of you. I'll do the caring for you. God wants somebody in this place to know he will do the caring for you. You see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have to understand about God. God doesn't have cares. Cares of this life are a product of our sin. That's where the thorns came from. Adam began to do work and the curse was that his work would produce thorns. The thorns are the cares of this life. God doesn't have cares or distractions God is not distracted there's only one thing he's focused on God in Christ reconciling the world unto himself God in Christ reconciling the world into himself salvation 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 bringing all things into one restoring all things restoring what Adam threw away bringing it all into one. One, one, one. one thing is needful one thing I do one thing that I desire to God God is what. when you take all your cares and you give them to God, God doesn't see them as distractions. He sees them as things that fit into the big picture of one. So he takes your cares and starts filing them in your life in a way that they will help you get to where you're going. So if I'm worried about what happened in my past, I'm not going to worry about it anymore. I'm going to give it to God. God's going to take it and fit it neatly into the file that says, Joel's going to be all right. If I'm worried about my future, I just give it to God. Now, if I'm trying to handle it, I could mess it up. But if I give it to God, God's going to file it neatly into the compartment of Joel's going to be saved. It all works together for the good. Does anybody know that it works together for the good? I need a witness. go ahead go ahead go ahead there you go there you go just wave your hands wave your hands in the air wave them like you just don't care you hear what i'm trying to tell you come on somebody that's what paul said he said and we know we know we know oh we know We know that all things work together for the good. It's not something we hope. It's not something we wonder. It's not something, oh, my God. We know, all of us know that all things work together for the good. You see, I got a a race to run here can't run it if I'm worried every day about if my body's going to break down. I can't run this race if I'm worried every day about what people think about me. I can't run this race if I'm, if I'm just overwhelmed with concern about, about what's going to happen with the stock market or what's going to happen with my kids. Or, these are all things that are in your life and you they do have to be dealt with. God said give them to me. And I'll deal with them. You say, so I don't have to do anything? No, 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 listen. He begins to show you what to do. He begins to tell you what to do. He begins to give you wisdom. He'll tell you what seminar to attend. He'll tell you what what investment to, to invest in. He'll tell you what to say to your children when the children have a problem. He'll begin to lead you and guide you and do your caring for you. He cares for you. See, I'm, I'm in this race. Listen, you got to understand, God doesn't have cares. I was praying for a guy one time. He came up to the front, and he, his wife made him come to church. And he didn't want to be there. And then they get to church, and she makes him come to the front and pray. He didn't want to be there either. And he comes to the front, and he was, you could just tell, he didn't want to be here. And, and she's over there praying, oh, God, bless him. He comes down to the front, and he's got, like, his fists clenched, his jaw, like, like clenched, and he's just, and I'm, my brother and I were both there, and my sister, we were, we were younger, and we were all in the service, and, and we actually, all three gathered around him to pray for him, and he's, and he's, and his wife said, "I need y'all to pray with him because God wants to give him a blessing today, and he's, he's ready for a breakthrough. He didn't look like he was ready for any breakthrough. <laughs> look like he's about to break something, but I don't know, or somebody I don't know. But he, and he's he's up there with his fist clenched, his jaw clenched, and he's and he's not wanting to be there. And I'm, and I, what do you say to a guy like that? So I'm I'm leaning in and I'm like, that's it. There, there you go." Give him the praise. Just let it flow like a river out of your soul and he, That's it. There you go. That you're getting closer. You're getting closer. I didn't know what to do or what to say. And 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 so and I've learned that when you don't know what to say or do, just quote the word. But I was so rattled. I, I started to quote this scripture. I said, "That's it. Just cast all your care upon the Lord, and He'll cast all His cares upon you." Wait a minute. <laughs> and I looked over. My bro- my brother looked at me, and my sister they said, "What in the world are you quoting?" <laughs> and I had to walk away. I started laughing because I thought that would like be horrible if God cast all His cares on you. That's like the last thing you want. But you know that guy started crying. Tears began to roll down his face. I think he felt like the weight of planets on his shoulders. And it was like... <laughs> but, but in actuality, God doesn't have cares. God, God isn't worried about whether the sun's going to rise tomorrow. He knows. He knows. He knows what's best for me. He knows. He doesn't have cares. His caring is the caring he does on our behalf. You don't have to care because he cares for you. Hallelujah. So when the devil tries to bring something against me, I say, I don't care. I do not care. Well, aren't you worried about this? Nope. I do not care. Well, aren't you scared that this might happen? No, 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 no. I simply don't care. I don't care I don't care I don't care God cares for me God does all my caring for me I don't have to care anymore I can just love live laugh preach sing have joy have peace no matter what the doctor says you hear what I'm telling you no matter what the enemy says no matter what what comes against me I don't have to care I just have to focus on one thing seek first the kingdom of God seek first the kingdom of God you notice you know notice he said seek first the kingdom and he never said and seek second and then seek third and then fourth no 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 it's just one thing to seek the kingdom of God hallelujah it's kind of like it's kind of like running a race we're running a race he said to run this race that is set before you with patience laying aside every weight those are those cares And the sin that doth so easily beset us. Looking unto Jesus. The one thing. The author and the finisher of our faith. And if you're tired today. And you feel the weight and the weariness of that race upon you. Just keep running. Just keep running. And understand you're not running this race by yourself. You know the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 9. 24. he said know ye not that that those who run in a race all of them run but only one receives the prize so run that you may obtain that scripture always concerned me because I was like well if we're all running and only one gets the prize why are we all running because I think Paul will already beat me why are we all running and, and, and the Lord began to show me the one who receives the prize is Jesus See because this race Oh hallelujah This race I'm running He's running it with me And he's running it for me See it's like a relay race I just have to run to the altar When I run to the altar Then I hand the cares over to Jesus And bam he's out Don't stop Don't stop You just run to the altar Run to the altar Cast your cares on him And he takes it the rest of the way Come on I don't have to get you, I don't have to, get you to, to, to run the perfect race. I just need you to run to the altar. Run to the baptismal tank. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Cast all your cares on Jesus. And if you cast your cares on him, he'll run the race. And you can stand over there with your hands on your knees. And the devil comes up and saying, you're you're nowhere near what you need to be, and you're you're not going to be able to win. And you say, are you kidding me? Look, I'm winning right now. Look, look, I'm winning right now because I'm not running by myself. I've cast the baton into the hand of Jesus, and he's running my race for me. I said he's running my race on my behalf. Somebody lift your hands and give him praise right now. Come on, lift your hands and give him praise right now all across this house. In the name of Jesus, God wants to lift your cares off of you. He wants to lift your cares off of you. He wants to lift your cares off of you. In the name of Jesus, He wants to lift your cares off of you. Come on, do it right now. Just just, just cast all of your cares upon Him in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want somebody right now who's got things that have got you worried, have got you concerned. I want you right now just to stand to your feet and say, God, I can't do this by myself. I can't do it by myself. I cannot do this by myself. Some of you have been struggling with nicotine addiction. Some of you have been struggling in a marital crisis. Some of you have been struggling with with thoughts of uh, worry and fear and doubt. And you don't know how to break free. You do not know. You're trying to break free. But but the, the, the actual reality is that you don't have to break free. He makes you free. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands to the Lord. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, lift up your hands unto the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. All across this house. Come on, all across this house. Lift up your hands unto the Lord in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Something's getting ready to happen. Something's getting ready to happen. Something's getting ready to break loose in your life. Some chains are going to fall off in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When God broke those, when God released me from my worry, and He just came very gently and said, Joel, you've been staying awake at night. You've been worried. You've had a knot in your stomach. You've been so concerned and you haven't been able to change anything. I'm going to take it from you right now. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> Folks, it was a miracle. My mind doesn't know how to release those things. Sometimes when we talk about, oh, you just got to release, people think they've got to have this like, this psychoanalyzed awareness, self-awareness that yes, I just can untie these things from my mind. No, no, no. God will do that stuff for you too. He just said, give it. I'm going to take it from you right now. I'm releasing you from the worry. And when he released me from the worry I sat there and the thought that flashed through my mind was I don't care anymore. I almost felt bad for thinking that. But then I realized that the Bible doesn't speak positively about cares. They they distract from what's so important. And I sat there and I said, Thank you, God, for taking the care off of my shoulders. Thank you, Lord, for releasing me from caring about things that are distracting my faith. I want somebody who wants to feel that release. I want you to come forward in the name of Jesus. We're opening this altar. And I want want you to come forward if you want to feel that sweet release of God caring for you. I want you to come right now in the name of Jesus. God, I need you to care for me. I can't do it by myself. I'm worried. I don't know what's going to happen next. Could you to care for me. The well
1: that overflows, the God who was him, is and is shall be forevermore. Hallelujah. <laughs> Holy is the Lord.
0: Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it, come on, that's it. Step in, step in and begin to release it. Open up your mouth and say, I release it in the name of Jesus. That's it, open up your mouth and say, I release it right now in the name of Jesus. That's it, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to worry about it.
1: Lord, I release it to you
0: right now in the name of
1: Jesus.
0: Lord, I release it to you right now. I've wept about it for the last time. Blessing
1: and honor and glory. I've worried about it for the last time. That's it, that's it. In the name of (laughs) Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord.
0: to heaven right now right where you stand right where you stand right where you stand open up your heart and say God I'm releasing this to you right now tell it God I don't know how to release it I don't know how to release it but I have to release it I have to let this go God can you just take it off of me right now tell it God take this off of me right now out don't let this moment pass you by I feel like God wants to do something for somebody in this place God wants to do something for somebody right now in the name of Jesus if that's you if that's you if you need what God has spoken this morning I want you to reach out right now come on let tears stream down your face open up your heart and cry aloud cry it out cry it out to God Jesus I need you Jesus I need you I'm telling you a miracle can happen in a moment of time, a miracle can happen in a moment of time. Don't underestimate the power of what we're experiencing right now. Of what we're feeling right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of, the, name of, the, name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord.
1: Hallelujah. Yes. Come on, in the name of Jesus. His name is Jesus Holiness has a name And it's Jesus